Well, th this is a groundbreaking proposal. It is probably the, the most, well, it is the most revolutionary transformative changes that have been proposed to the Premier League since its inception in 1992. On this episode of Premier League in Pajamas, Project Big Picture and Premier League Prospects. Welcome back to the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. And that dress code, Jake? Pajamas. Jammies. <laughs> and not only are we wearing ours today, as always. Always. But we also have some new jammies on the way. No nightcap yet. But we did order some very special t-shirts that... Will we sell them in mass production to other people? No, because we don't have the ability to do that. But am I excited to wear them with you? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and... Who knows, maybe we'll post a picture of them or something. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at PL and PJs to see our new logo as our Twitter Abby. And uh, once we get those t-shirts in, we'll, we'll give you a little sneak peek. Oh, maybe more than a sneak. Yeah. Maybe just a full-on peek. Ooh. Yeah, if you're lucky. Who knows? Friends. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. But, uh, Jake, obviously, this was a week with no Premier League. Right, boring. Ew. It was a tragedy. Uh, there were a lot of international games going on. We gave you a highlight last week. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, of games to keep an eye out for. Hopefully you kept in tune with some of those. I know I didn't, but I know yeah, you did, Jake. I did. I know that you watched. I had a busy week, sure so did, you know, I, I didn't have as much time to watch soccer as maybe normally I would, but you, on the other hand, did watch most of the mm -hmm. games. And just brief synopsis, what did you think? Um, England looked all right. Obviously mm -hmm. this last game in Denmark, not great. Um, your boy Harry Maguire... Up to his old... I, I don't call him my boy. <laughs> no, that's not your boy? I I would prefer to have other boys than Aaron. Oh, okay. That's the thing. Um, best game I saw this week, Germany-Switzerland. Which I also you did? did sneak a peek of. So 3-3, back and forth kind of game. Yeah. Uh, crazy. I mean, going the, into it, I thought, you know, maybe two or three goals. I definitely would have bet the over. No, you and that Gnabry back heel as well, gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. So fun. Yeah, and, and you know what, that that did fill the void of Premier League for me this week. But the Premier League is back Yay. this week. And we just wanted to give a reminder to everybody of what's going on Please, in the give, Premier League. Please, give us a little refresher. As a, just in general. And uh, I guess the thing is, again, as we keep saying, or at least as I keep mm -hmm. saying, I've used this phrase a lot, it's early days. Right, there's, when will there's we stop little, saying it? We'll probably stop around match week six. Really? Seven. I will say ten, maybe. I feel like you're getting into the mid-ranges once you... People start to kind of Get into their own. normalize a little okay. bit. Yeah. But um, just as a general refresher, we're going to go through the top of the Premier League all yep. the way down to the bottom. Okay. In first place, Everton, 12 points. Aston Villa in second with a game in hand and nine points. Leicester in third, Arsenal in fourth, Liverpool in fifth. Filth. They're in filth. They're in filth. I mean, they're covered in filth after yeah. that Aston Villa game. Well, after that Aston Villa game, yeah, you can't blame <laughs> them. But those were all nine-point teams. That's yeah. why I combined them into one. Then with seven points, we have Tottenham in sixth, Chelsea in seventh, Leeds on eighth, and Newcastle in ninth position, all with seven points. In tenth, we have West Ham with six. Southampton come in at 11, also with 6. Crystal Palace in 12th, again, 6 points. Mm -hmm. And then Wolves in 13th, also with 6 points. And then we hit 14th position with 4 points, Manchester City. Surprising. Yeah. In 15th position, Brighton, Hove, and Albion with 3 points. Tied with Manchester United in 16th position Oof. with 3 points. 17th, West Bromwich, Albion with 1 point. And the bottom three all have zero points so far, and that is Burnley in 18th, Sheffield in 19th, and Fulham in 20th. So, uh, interesting start to the season. Yeah. Um, not 
everyone where we thought they're going to be. Certainly not. Um, did you have a surprise team that stood out to you for where they are currently and how they started the season? You know, I I was kind of between two on this. Okay. One would be Sheffield. Yeah, that, I was going to say the same. Yeah, I, I thought they would drop mm-hmm. from where they were last year. I didn't think they could keep it up again. But they have a minus five goal differential for a defensive-minded team. Right. In 19th place with zero points. That's tough. It's really tough. My other option was actually Manchester City. No, I see that. They really struggled. Yeah, they, they've had a tough start. Mm-hmm. Obviously, is it an indication of how the rest of the season is going to go? I don't think so. But I, I feel like those two are the most surprising so far. Yeah. Jake, how about yourself? Oh, like I said, Sheffield was going to be one of my picks. But my other one was going to be Villa. Um, okay. Won every game so far. They were on the brink of relegation last year. And to come mm-hmm. out and uh, in your third game of the season beat Liverpool like that, it's yeah. just, it was shocking. And, uh, I mean, obviously, it will be fun to see if they can keep it up through the rest mm-hmm. of the season. But that, that would be my other surprise pick. Yeah, that's the thing is I had put down a good and a bad. Sure. Under bad, I had Sheffield. Under good, I had Villa. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have a plus nine. I mean, I realize that they just got a huge win at Liverpool. Yeah. Not only in terms of huge for the team, but huge in scoreline. Mm-hmm. But a plus nine goal differential. Nutty. In second place with a game in hand, you just simply did not. Nobody could have seen that coming. It has been a wild start to the Premier League season. And on the note of a wild start, the Golden Boot race. Yep. We are both so far off. <clears throat> so far. Hey. It's early days, early as days. my co-host likes to say. I do. So, uh, as a reminder for that as well, we have Dominic Calvert-Lewin tied with Son Heung-Min mm-hmm. with six goals each. In third place, we have Mohamed Salah with five, tied with Jamie Vardy, who also has five, but is technically in fourth place for some reason. I don't know why they, they list it like that. Um, and then I think the tiebreaker is penalty goals. Possibly. But after that, fifth place of all people, Neil Maupay. From Brighton and Hove Albion. We all picked him. And then Callum Wilson, also with four goals so far. Three for penalties, I think. But Yeah, but still, uh, it's that's that's your top five, technically top six yeah. on the Golden Boot race. Surprising. Equally surprising, the assist leader race. Let's Harry Kane yep. with six. Yep. Next closest, and you're not you're not gonna believe this, who's tied for second and third. Jack Grealish. And John McGinn, both of Aston Villa. Oh my goodness. Or second and third. After that, there's a myriad of players tied yeah. for, for with two. But, exactly. yeah, yeah. but man, two Villa players and Harry Kane. I don't think anybody could have seen that coming. No, um, and even as an avid Harry Kane supporter, I did not see him. Oh, you are? <laughs> really? I did, I did not see him producing this kind of numbers assist-wise. Uh, it's been interesting. Which, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, no, I mean... I, that doesn't surprise me that you're excited about it. It's just, I don't think, I mean, to have the top goal scorer and top assister in the league this early in the season, that's pretty impressive from one team. Yeah, I mean, obviously points are looking that matters, but right. uh, it's a nice little tidbit to hang your hat on. Sure, sure, I know, and that, I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, I do. I, I want to acknowledge you as a friend and right. say I understand that. Um, but, all in all, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see this coming week, the Premier League, yep. see if normalcy returns in the league a little bit. Maybe Harry Kane scores a few instead of assists. That would be unheard of. I know. Maybe Aston Villa do lose a game. Mm-hmm. Who's to say? But it would be interesting to see if this kind of wacky trend continues or if it returns back yeah, to how sure. we all expected it to be. Jake, what do you think? What do you expect? Just going forward in general, do you think it's just going to be a turbulent season, or do you think it's um, going to be... No, I think it's definitely a turbulent start, as we've been seeing, but the law of averages will say that the top six, or big six, um, will come back to rise to the top, you know, cream rises. To I did the top. say that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I think Man City will get back on their horse and get a three points next couple of weeks. Um, Manchester United might take a little longer to I fully expect them to, yep. yeah. Um, but I think uh, next three, four weeks, they'll mm-hmm. be back to their normal form and be getting three points almost every week after that uh, against the outside, outside the top six teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've said it all this season. It's been a crazy start, and as a viewer, love to watch it. But Brent, something that has come up this week um, that you were the first one to tell me about because you're all on top of it, 
I do. I, I am hot with the news. You are hot with the news. Yeah. Refreshing the Twitter feed and uh, such. I'm all over it. What else do I have to do? <laughs> you know? So it's been titled Project Big Picture. Yeah, and we're recording a day later than normal. It's Wednesday, so the mm-hmm. vote on it has actually happened. But for those of you who don't know what it is, and Jake, I'm just going to roll. Please, with please, tell me all about it. Is. It was essentially a plan proposed by some of the top teams to restructure just the EFL in general. Mm-hmm. The idea being that they were going to remove the Carabao Cup and the Community Shield. They were going to reduce the Premier League down to 18 teams and restructure the playoff format where essentially the bottom three teams of the Premier League don't just automatically go down. Now the third from the bottom team would be involved with in a playoff with positions three, four, and five yep. in the championship, which... I actually kind of liked the idea of... Oh, I love that. On top of that, uh, it also gave all voting rights on league changes to the big six teams plus the three longest tenured teams. Right. Which I believe was Southampton. Everton. Everton and West Brom. Or I'm sorry, West Ham. West Ham. Yes. And so they would essentially get more power, but in return, it would funnel more money down to the lower leagues. They were essentially going to get a 250 million euro payout from the Premier League on top of more TV advertising dollars going down, trick, more of a trickle-down style than, than what exists now. Yeah. And so the vote was overwhelmingly rejected today as a report by ESPN. Are, I was going to say, do we know if those uh, voting results are going to be publicized? Who voted yes and no? I would be surprised if they did. I, I wouldn't be surprised if only the teams that were going to get was, the great voting rights were... I was going to say, if, if all 20 teams get to vote on that, you'd have to think that 9 would say yes and 11 yeah. are going to say no. Right. And so, I I just want to say, like, I get it. I get why yeah. the big teams want that, obviously. It's a minor inconvenience mm-hmm. to make those payments to the lower leagues. But I don't hate the entire idea itself, right. Jake. And, and I'd love to get your thoughts on it because... I'm actually kind of in favor of it. I can see, I, I don't think it'll ever pass this idea. Sure. But I get why it's being proposed, and I don't hate the proposals that are in place. So I'd love to get your opinion on it. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned earlier how you were in favor, especially of that relegation slash promotion change, and how um, it kind of make it a little more competitive to get into the Premier League and for that third to last place spot to give them kind of that extra chance to win the way to uh, back into the Premier League, or to stay in the Premier League, I should say. Um, does it make sense for all 20 teams to have a vote in all changes? I mean, yes, you're part of the Premier League, so you should have a say in it. But we discussed earlier about how those bottom teams sometimes rotate like every year, and the ones that get promoted aren't likely to stay up. And so should they get a say in a league that they're not going to be in for how, however many years that they'll be out of it after that. No, that doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, but adding on to your point, I don't think it's ever going to pass, especially since all 20 teams get to vote on it. Um, maybe if you took that part out of it, which I know that's one, like the big part of it, um, you could get the other changes to pass. I mean, I know that's not what they are doing this movement for, and that's not what the project is centered around. But... For someone hearing that uh, promotion relegation change, I would really be excited to see that implemented. Uh, and I think it'd be a lot of fun to watch uh, those teams in that uh, promotion battle in the championship to be added to that little tournament with the 16th place team. But um, I think we're both in agreement that it's probably not going to pass, at least not for a while. Um, it kind of came as a shock to me when you sent me the link and I read about it. I didn't think that they could even make changes like that. Um, but yeah, I think 18 teams and getting rid of the Caribou Cup would be a great idea. Less playing, less games for all the Premier League teams so they're more competitive in European games. Um, but then if you don't have the Caribou Cup, like, what's Tottenham going to win, you know? <laughs> we need a what do they somehow. win anyway, you know? <laughs> that's fair. But yeah, I mean, that, that's my two cents on the matter. Yeah, no, and, and I tend to agree with you. I just want to put the last time that the bottom three race was tight was a 2017-2018 season when West Bromwich Albion finished in 20th behind Stoke with 
basically a two point difference between them and 18th place Swansea. That was the last time it was uh, really close. Yeah. Other than that, as far as I can really remember, you look back to last season. And I mean, that last spot was up for grabs in the last week, but... It was, but I'm just saying the very bottom. Sure. But oh it's, my, this Norwich. is all going to be a huge yeah. point, but Norwich, 21 points, Watford, 34 points in the place above. And, and you just kind of see that pattern develop where Huddersfield, the year before, finished with 16 points, Fulham finished above them with 26, and then an 18th Cardiff with 34. Is How, how much more competitive would it make the Premier League to reduce the number of teams? You know, you drop those lower two teams in... Specifically, that 20th place team typically does not put up much of a fight. And so it, it tends to be free, po- free points minus the surprise result mm-hmm. that, that happens, which we did see Norwich beat Man City last year, for instance. I mean, I mean yeah. it does happen, but I just think it would make for a more competitive league. And again, you kind of touched on it. I think for European purposes, it would be huge, yeah. which, again, I completely understand that that does not affect most teams. Mm-hmm. But for those top six teams, it's uh, I mean, it's a huge implication to have a little bit more time to rest. You look at the Bundesliga that gets an entire month essentially off over the winter window where their, yep. their teams get to rest and recover, where the Premier League now just bundles up games and they're playing so many at a time in, in an effort to get a winter break. I think that, you know, that's four games. It makes a difference. It does. Um, and, and so... I get that people often say that the English league is, you know, the most physically demanding. You know, that's part of the reason people like it, but mm-hmm. but it's tough, and and I think that would definitely help alleviate those issues. But I don't think that it will ever happen because even though the proposition funds the lower leagues, sure. which I would be in favor of, I really yeah. enjoy the championship battle. I enjoy, uh, you know, the promotion relegation of it. The reality is, is that the amount of money that they would have to propose in order to get everybody on board a lot is astronomical. Um, and on top of that, even if they do get that, it's a very clever way of telling the other teams, we'll give you money now so that the funding gap between our teams and your teams in the future, as we get more TV rights and more voting power just expands exponentially over time. Um, so there's a lot of logistic issues that go into it. However, like, we keep saying, the new format, I'm not opposed to 18 teams. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be upset if they came back and said, hey, let's do these same things and maybe not do the voting rules. They would never do that, of course, because part of their bargain is we want the right to choose what happens in the Premier League, which yep. I get. They're the teams that have been there the entire time, um, or at least for the longest amount of time. And uh, I, I can understand why they want that. But the implication of that is why it'll never happen. No, especially at the point that it is a full twenty team vote now. You're never gonna get all. <laughs> you're teams never gonna to vote to yes. give up power. Exactly. You know? um, so so I definitely, it is definitely a talking point, and it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in the future, as this moves along, mm-hmm. uh, to see if it comes back up in discussion. I think specifically because of COVID, this was an easy avenue. Yeah. To have the discussion because. The entire EFL is struggling for funding right now. Sure. And so for the top teams to say, hey, we'll give you a couple hundred mil to keep your leagues alive and doing well. And in return, we get all the voting power. Like, I mean, it's a very <laughs> clever way of trying to take advantage of the situation. Yeah. I saw I saw a report. Uh, I forget what. I think it was from whether or not you really love the independent or not. But they basically said than, that. It's better than the sun. Sure. But um, that essentially Premier League teams are losing about, at least the top teams are losing about five mil a game that they hold behind closed doors. Which yeah. is and, why. Uh, I mean, that's not like a surprising stat. Right. I mean, obviously fans in attendance, that's a huge part of your revenue. Um, and like you said, great timing to propose this thing. Like, hey, losing money. Here's a bunch right. of money. And we'd all the voting rights. Right. If they say no to that now, though, when are they going to say yes? Right. Oh, they won't. Yeah. That's. I mean, I. It. I like the changes mm-hmm. as we've been reiterating. Yeah. I don't think it'll ever go through. No. And it's unfortunate, but not surprising. I would say. No, definitely not surprising. Um, but before we move on, Jake, I want to run into a little intermittent segment here. <laughs> Please. We tweeted out the other day from our PL and PJ's account. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that we were recording our weekly podcast. 
and we would love to hear some questions uh, in response. So and we got tons of questions. We got back, a ton. But we're only pick one, yeah. right? And and this one pick is sponsored by Smile Mask USA. Okay, our uh, best sponsor. Masks that are being made to help the deaf. Clear front. Clear front. So they can read lips. Right, with, with a new design oh. as well. Yeah, they, they apparently have changed the design a little bit. It's a little wider, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. A little bit more full frame. Includes more of your smile. Exactly. And and you can use code PLNPJs, that's P-L-I-N-P-J-S, for 0% off on your next order from Smile Mask USA. Now that's a steal. It is a steal of a deal. How could you not? But we got a tweet from at TShelly3 mm-hmm. that essentially said, hi guys, Big fan here listening from Nashville. My question is, which team will be this season's Banter FC? Jake, mm. who's the Banter FC team this year? First, I'd just like to say I love that we're reaching these fans across the nation. Um, oh, it's huge. So we're based in Colorado, but we're we're getting fans in Nashville and uh, San Diego. Alaska. Alaska. California. Yep. Said San Texas. Diego. Yep. Well, California as a whole. I mean, Los Angeles as well. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, um, and to respond to T. Shelley 3, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be Manchester United at this stage. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. and I'm sorry to say that. but Because uh, <laughs> it's your team. It's, it's I, very true. And I hate to talk ill on your team, but uh, oh my gosh, just that game against Tottenham was kind of embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, you lost your first game against Crystal Palace. You haven't really looked great overall. Um, you guys need to figure some stuff out before you uh, can evolve from past banter FC. Um, the thing is, they're always subject to being banter sure, FC every sure. year. You know, that's... Well, when you have Harry Maguire. When you have, when you when have you a have walking fridge. <laughs> on, your, on your team, yeah, you're obviously going to get a little bit... A little bit of banter here and yeah. there, you know, Twitter, whatever it is. But but let's hear yours. Given the results that have happened so far, sure. And this isn't me trying to be a bias at all. But for me, it's Chelsea so far. Explain. They are two one and one with seven points. They tied 3-3 to West Bromwich Albion. I realize that they just won 4-0 in their latest game against Crystal Palace. But after being hyped up so much after all of their spending... I know. They spent a lot So many new players. And I realize Ziyech and Pulisic are out injured. Mm-hmm. I get it. But a 2-0 loss to Liverpool and a 3-3 draw to West Bromwich Albion, which granted was a great result given mm-hmm. the time. While I picked them to be my Premier League champions, I'm just saying to this point, right. and if this kind of form continues going forward, they are on at least my Banter FC watch, watch list. Okay, exactly. I like that. I like yeah. that. Uh, as far as Banter FC right now, obviously it's Manchester <laughs> United. I mean, it's shocking. Maybe closely followed by Man City, who's also under Recent form, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. But, but overall, Manchester United now, Chelsea on the Banter watch list. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I would say Manchester United and City both fall in that category right now with City more likely to get out of it sooner. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I just want to say thank you to T. Shelley 3 for the question of the week. Yeah, it was sponsored great. Sponsored by Smile Mask USA. Uh, great company. Mm-hmm. Great promo code. Especially great deals. <laughs> that, great that's deals. That's what you love to see about it. But anyway, moving back yeah. on to what was going to be our normal conversation. Uh... Promising Premier League prospects. Jake. Plenty we, of them. We essentially posed a question to ourselves. We did. Um, we didn't turn to Twitter for this one. This was just our own design, which was your top two U20 Premier League players that I initially had said we want in our own team, mm-hmm. to which we've revised to just being we would want to build a, a team, team around. around. Sure. And so, Jake, who is your number one <clears throat> and why? My number one would be Mason Greenwood. Okay. Surprising. Surprising? Yeah. Okay. Surprising because I didn't pick him. No. <laughs> and I get that. And I'm surprised. Actually, I am surprised yeah. that you didn't pick him. Um, but you see the talent he has with the left and the right foot and his ability going forward. It's just at his age, you, you don't see that very often. Sure. You saw it with Mbappe um, in the World Cup and everyone's impressed by it. 
I think if you put Mason Greenwood on that stage uh, in something like that, he would have shined an equal way. But wow, that's big it's, No, yeah. it, it, that's, a, that's a lot to say um, about someone comparing him to Mbappe. Yeah. Um, but I think he has that sort of talent. I don't okay. think he's quite that level, but I think he has the potential to be um, your number one player going in the attack and someone you can really build an attack around. Um, pairing with any sort of uh, clinical striker, and he'll feed them all day and also complete those uh, finishes on the edge of the box. Sure. Um, either way, because left and right foot. Um, yeah, it's going in. Oh, it's, it's going in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think just based on the games I've watched and the list of U20 players, he was the one that stood out to me. Okay. And uh, if I were um, in charge of a team, I would, I would pick him up as soon as possible. Okay. So my number one was Phil Foden. Yeah, okay. Um, for a myriad of reasons, but one being that if I'm going to build a team, mm-hmm. I want the center of my midfield to be under control. And, and I... Um, I agree with that. I obviously understand that you need a goal scorer, but my top pick would be Phil Foden because you are a center attacking mid mm-hmm. developing under Pep Guardiola. And that alone, not only are you going to understand great positional play, you're going to increase your technical ability. He's been giving lots of opportunity. He's got Champions League experience already. Sure. He's getting tons of experience. And I, and I think that's really what sets him apart at his age and I, I think it's you're hard pressed to find a player at that age that is better developed than Phil Foden so he would be he would be my number one um, and I, I frankly I don't I don't even need to get into it much further yeah no. uh, that's just that's just my pick. Hey, and Brent I don't disagree with you and I would say he's definitely more developed at his age than Greenwood but um, in my opinion, I think Greenwood has the higher peak as potential. Okay. But yeah, I think Foden at this time, he's more developed, and I think he's um, a better all-around player Sure. At, at this current stage. For my second pick, I did Bukayo Saka. If that's Surprising, how you, if yeah. That's how I say his first name. But, but from a Spurs fan, picking an Arsenal player, that's... Right, that's and I mean, rivalries aside, I was really impressed with how he did last season, especially sure. towards the end. Um, and after his call-up for the England national team, I think he really did a great job and playing on that senior team for the first time, uh, held his own and created some chances. And I think we'll see in the future, he's going to be a staple in that English lineup. And uh, I think he's getting more and more playing time for Arsenal. And I think that creativity um, in the outside areas has been great for their team. And he's been feeding a lot of people towards the middle and scoring a little bit too. Had a goal, I think, last week or the week before. And uh, I think in the next five years, we'll really see him come to his own and uh, be a great outside player and be one of the stars of the Premier League. Okay. So, yeah. I can, I can appreciate that. He okay. definitely is promising. Um, for me, my second, again, I'm really focusing on this core of the midfield sure, idea. Sure, sure. Um, and it may come as a surprise, I would pick Matty Longstaff. Okay, Newcastle. Newcastle. Central midfielder, 20 years old. He has a ton of Premier League experience already to this point. Mm -hmm. And while he might not be the most promising prospect going forward in terms of the best player in the world. I mean, he's he's never going to be the best player in the world kind of player. But the passion that he brings, the energy that he has, and the way that he conducts himself, and frankly, the way that he plays... For Newcastle, I would choose him to build around because he would be kind of the shot in the arm player when things are going poorly, right. when things are going well, focuses player that you need in a team. So it's not specifically because he's the most skillful, he's a very talented young player. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's more picking somebody that would really be able to essentially be the captain of a team. As you go forward. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's why I would pick him. I would like to have him sat right behind Phil Foden. Mm-hmm. And let him scream at the attackers when they're being lazy. And let him scream at the defenders when they're out of position or when things go poorly. And get the team energized. Get things going. Yeah. And still have the quality and skill 
to provide to the team. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, be a rock in midfield that'll bring passion, energy, and keep players focused and, and have that leadership quality. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a great pick. Um, I guess what surprises me is not that pick, it's that he's under 20 because he really shows that maturity yeah. when he plays in Newcastle. I mean, he is 20. He is 20. Right, well, yeah. 20 and under. You 20, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's an awesome pick, I think. I just thought it was more of one of those outside picks that maybe people wouldn't think sure, of when yeah. you think conventional under 20. So people think Martinelli, hey. they think Hudson Odoi. And we like to keep people on their toes. We like to keep them on their toes. Yeah. You know what they say about a person on their toes? Always taller than when you're standing flat. That is exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> no, <laughs> what were you going to say? That, that's actually exactly what I was going to say. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> is that a saying? I was going for one of my metaphors again. <laughs> so that's... Uh, I'm glad honestly, that we... <laughs> well done. Wait, wait, look at us, completing well each other's metaphors. <laughs> it's a sign of a good relationship, if you ask It me. really is. Uh, well, anyway. Do you have any anything to add to our uh, under twenty discussion, or no? I don't think so. I think that's that's right. right. I, I think there's definitely some honorable mentions. Sure. That you could get into. Again, I said Martinelli, Hudson Odoi, mm-hmm. Greenwood, yep. who I didn't pick, but obviously is a talent. Frankly, Brandon Williams as well looks pretty promising as a sure, left back. Sure, sure. Just, there's there's a lot of players that you could choose from. Yep. Um, but in terms of the top two, I, I, I think we have a pretty comprehensive list and reasoning. Yeah, I, I'm not upset about our list at all. So. Um, so, so with that topic now out of the way, Jake, mm-hmm. we can move on to match week five. Wait, there's Premier League games this weekend? I know, it's shocking. You wouldn't expect there to be after That's this nuts. past week. Um, but, but we're going to move on and we're going to get to... Our weekly pick which we will have an update coming in the next few weeks on how the scores are going. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's tied right now. I want to say. It's close. I think it's within one. Yeah. Um, but but for this upcoming match week, Jake, I'm going to start listing them off. Please. At 7.30 Eastern Time, we have Everton versus Liverpool on Saturday. Okay. Who do you have in that game? That's a big game. That would, mm, based on recent form, that might be the game of the week. Uh-huh. Sad that it's the earliest game. Yeah, I'll be About up for 530 it. 5.30 mountain time. I'll be up for it. Uh, we probably won't watch it together. Just I would because, be surprised. Yeah. Do you want to have sleepover? Um, no. No, okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. We could watch We could watch uh, Man City Arsenal, 10.30. Anyway, but, but Everton, Liverpool. <laughs> oh, sorry. Me just making plans with my yeah, friends. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Um, I have a t- I have a draw, two two draw, two two draw. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have this as a Liverpool win. Okay, I think they bounce back. I think it's a tight game. I think we see the first cracks in Ancelotti's system. Right. Um, a- against a truly much better team with a potent forward line. Sure. Um, moving on then at ten a.m. Eastern, we have Chelsea Southampton. Jake. This is my surprise pick of the week. Wow. I have Southampton beating Chelsea. That is surprising. Yeah. But not entirely surprising because I have it as a draw. Ooh, look at us. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't my surprise pick of the week per no. se, but I, I think you could be surprised at the result. And I'm glad that we both have the same kind of premonition about yeah. this game. No. Uh, and then when Chelsea win, we're both wrong. Exactly. You so know? no harm done. Exactly. Uh, moving on after that, at noon 30 on Saturday, we have Manchester City Arsenal. Jake? I have City, I think. Two poor performances last couple times out. They'll bounce back, beat Arsenal. I mean, I think we're going to see goals and goals and goals on this game in this game, but uh, I think City are going to come out on top. Okay. I'm going to go for a draw in this Ooh, one. Ooh, okay. Yeah, again, not my surprise pick. Sure. I think we're going to see Party play for the first time. Yeah. Our equally signing of the summer, I believe, mm-hmm. or number two, at least one of the top two. Um, I, I think this is going to be a tight game. I think while Man City will dominate possession, you are always prone to a Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang penalty or random you know, counterattacking goal. That sure. Arsenal yeah, exactly. Gonna, I think on top of that, you have the Arteta-Pep Guardiola factor. That I just 
thing. You know, student becomes the master idea. Not that not that Arsenal are gonna win, but just I could see that yeah. being a draw. I know last year Man City won both games three zero, and then won three one the year before that in their most recent game. Okay, so a little changing of the tides. I think so. Okay, I do think so because it is. I mean, it's at the Etihad, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be a tough. Tough order, but I, I think Arsenal can do it on the tie. I mean, it'll be a good game. I hope so. At 2 o'clock then, excuse me, at 3 o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern Time on Saturday, Newcastle, Manchester United. On Peacock. It's not on TV. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. We love Peacock. I do. But, Jake, what do you think? I actually think Man U bounce back and get the win here. Um, Newcastle have been pretty static, and... They have gotten some goals here and there, but I think they're going to slow down a little bit and uh, not produce much and probably get blanked by Menu. Okay. I hope that happens, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pick the same. Okay. But I was very close to choosing a Newcastle win in my surprise pick. Oh. With the form Harry Maguire is in. He might not even start. I hope not, but he probably will. And there have been some reports of unrest in the Manchester United dressing room between Pogba, Fernandez, Solskjaer. Players I have like. seen that. No Martial, no Cavani. They have no right. striker. I, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna go. My surprise pick was going to come later, but I'm gonna pick Newcastle over Manchester United. Wow. In the game. You guys heard it here first. Yeah. That, that's, Brent, that's going to be Brent my thought it here first. It's at St. James Park. Yeah, no. It is a team in poor form versus a team that's not in great form by any means, but last Decent year form. beat them 1-0 at St. James yeah. Park off of a, I think it's Sean Longstaff, Maddie's younger brother, scored a debut goal, oh, and they goodness. beat Manchester United. I, I actually, especially after De Gea had another howler today, or yesterday for Spain as well, I would pick... Newcastle United. Okay, I mean... On the fly changes. I love it, you know. Real-time picks. Real-time picks. Keeps the people engaged. I love it. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope you're right. (laughs) But anyway, moving on. Then we have Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Sheffield United, Fulham. Jake. I have a draw. Okay. 0-0 or 1-1. Not very exciting. No other analysis? That's just no, it? It's no, just... not very exciting teams. Good defensively. Okay. Sheffield's end. But Sheffield just hasn't really been potent yeah. on attack. And I think they'll hold to a 0-0-1-1. So, and a fun fact. These two teams have not played in the Premier League since 2007. Against each other? Yeah. Wow. Um, I actually am going to go with a Sheffield win. First one. First, first one of the season. They've had two weeks off to kind of recover and figure things out. Their mm-hmm. defense is still strong. I think that the, you see them squeak out a 2-1 or a 1-0 win yeah. against Fulham. Cool. After that, at 9 a.m. on Sunday, we have Crystal Palace, Brighton, Hove, and Albion. I have a Crystal Palace win. Um, I think they looked good the first two games and then got blanked 4-0 by Chelsea. Correct? They did? Um, but I think that they have the tools and they're going to kind of dismantle the midfield of Brighton and uh, put two or three past them. I also just realized, I keep saying Brighton, Hove, and Albion. It's Brighton and Hove, Albion. You know that. And I keep getting that backwards. Okay. But anyway, um, not to undermine your pick, of course. I am going to go with a Crystal Palace victory in this one. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, pretty straightforward. All right, frankly. Nothing, nothing uh, more needs to be nothing said. Nothing more needs to be said. We then move on at 11.30 Eastern, Spurs-West Ham. Ooh, do we see the second debut of Gareth, Gareth Bale? Bale for Spurs? I hope so. That would be fun. He did post that video looking sharp. He is looking sharp. Well, at least yeah. that was his and own By sharp, I mean handsome. Yeah, obviously. he looked good. Um, I have a Tottenham one. Um, oh. I think... We have all of our players there. Uh, Son's obviously fit because we saw him against United. And he's had a week and a half plus two weeks off since then. So I think he is in good form. Kane only played one full game uh, in the international break. And Bale's been training all 
uh, international break. So I think they're all going to be fit, and we're going to see that first time they all play together in that front three. I also have a Spurs win. Mm-hmm. I think that West Ham run of form comes to a halt with David Moyes back on the touchline. You think he's the problem? He is clearly the problem. <laughs> There's no other explanation as to what could have happened. Was that a COVID sideline? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and he's back. The man's back. He's back. And so I think Spurs win this one. Okay. Uh, moving on at 2.15 on Sunday, Eastern. Leicestern. Ast- Leicestern. I heard Leicester. Yeah, okay. Leicester. <laughs> Aston Villa. No end then. the two. <laughs> yeah. Leicester, Aston Villa. Um, both in somewhat good form. I mean, I know Leicester didn't do well last week. Yep. Um, and Vardy didn't get that. <laughs> well, we're looking for him to have three goals this okay. week to keep my prediction. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but I think this is uh, another draw. I think it's a draw. Okay. I'm going to pick a Leicester win. Okay. Not because of a Vardy hat trick. No, Vardy hat trick. <laughs> you guys, you heard it here first. <laughs> Vardy will score a hat trick against Aston Villa. I it's stick set. my cap on it. Wow. Yeah. Which one? That's it. My favorite hat. Wow. You've never seen it. Okay. It's, it's going I on trust the you. game. No, I trust you. <laughs> uh, no, I just think Aston Villa's run of form has to come to an end. Okay. Eventually. Uh, that, that's all that it takes. And then we move on to Monday games Ooh. at 12.30 Eastern, West Brom, Burnley. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Is it they don't want too many games in one day? Is that why they add the Monday games? It's not like these teams had European play at the end yeah, of the week. Yeah, I think it's in a sake of being equitable to teams that do have European and other competitions to go on that will play on Mondays that have shorter weeks. Sure. They then give shorter work weeks to teams like West Brom and Burnley. Okay. Could also be like a television, like could also people. be just profit. Okay, and make, make sure they get the most possible. views. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to point yeah. out because like we're coming off an international break, yeah. like nothing's happening. Anyways, um, well, first, yeah, and I just want to say really quick, Leeds will play on Monday and then again on Friday. They have a really short week. Hmm. Yeah, surprising. I feel zero bad for them based yeah, on no. Tottenham's schedule this Same. season. But but anyway, um, first game I have Burnley over West Brom. Okay, so I keep picking Burnley. Sure. Not keep, but I picked them a few times, and they did not pay me back. I think this is the time that they finally pay me back in a victory over West Brom. How much do they owe you? A lot. Wow. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm not betting, remember, but... Where's my money, bro, Burnley? Where's my money? Oh. Yeah, no, I don't don't hate that. But uh, then, again, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday, Leeds and Wolves, and what was going to be my surprise pick of the week. Sure. Are you going to switch it? Which now, I've already switched it. I, I know, but are I going to switch that? Yeah, I... Maybe a draw. I'm going to call it a draw. Okay. So it's yeah. not a surprise anymore. I initially was going to pick a Leeds victory. Mm-hmm. I'm now changing that to a draw sure. against Wolves. Um, a lot of the Wolves players I saw over the international break looked in good form. I think they're going to continue that form and uh, pull off the win against newly promoted Leeds. Okay. Even though Leeds have looked pretty good. Even though. All right. Um, I don't know that we can have... Two-week cooldown, maybe. Yeah, well, that's fair. So, Jake, uh, after all that, we've made our picks. Your player to watch this week. Yes, yeah, so uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit. We did. Um, for me, it's Marcus Rashford. Okay. I picked I, him last week. Yeah. <laughs> it did not go well. <laughs> or two weeks ago. Nah. Last it, match It week. did not. Um, but we talked about no Cavani and no Martial. He's going to have to step in, do that pseudo-striker role, and I think he's going to grab a goal, if not a goal and assist. Um, and that's part of that Man U bounce back I talked about. Okay. My player to watch is Danny Ings mm-hmm. versus Chelsea. The man loves a goal. Hey. Chelsea's defense has shown cracks. I mean, if you're conceding three to West Brom in the first half, you're certainly susceptible to a Danny Ings goal against Southampton. Uh, but I want to add the caveat that if my Jamie Vardy prediction is correct... <laughs> <laughs> Which... Everything he will have a hat trick. You will have a hat trick <laughs> against Aston Villa. Maybe a couple penalties again. Who knows? Didn't we just say that's a sure thing? Yeah, no, we did. But I'm just saying. I mean, that's in terms of a player to watch. Man, that would yeah. be one to watch. In case you didn't believe us before, right? It's, Here we are it's a now. Sure thing. But but my concrete pick is Danny Ings yeah. versus Chelsea. Um, but then we have our fantasy preview, and Jake, we've made a few changes to the team Ooh, this week. Wanda, uh, we're and so you were a good. part of them this time. That's what was great. I love being a part of that. I know you do. I know. I, I do too. 
So we made one transfer. Okay. For 0.2 mil less, we were able to trade in Calvert-Lewin for Richarlison. Which was surprising to surprising. me. Surprising, yeah. I mean, can't was, they uh, boost their prices? They do, and his price has been climbing since okay. the start of the season. But he's still less than Richarlison, yeah. which is interesting. But so, with that change, we have Fabianski and goal against Tottenham rather than live a Liverpool matchup for Pickford. You got there. We got there. <laughs> Uh, we then have Alexander Arnold still. We have Soyuncu, Thiago Silva, and Lamptey. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid back line. As long as Lamptey plays. Here. Lamptey does have a risk of not playing, but I think he'll be back after a long international break. Our midfield captain is Bruno Fernandez. Our vice captain then is Hyungman Son. Can we ch- switch those? Do you want to? I do. We're going to change it on the fly. Yes, yeah, we switch we those two. Yeah, done. It's, and as I press confirm, Hugo Son is now our captain. There we go. And then Adama Traore against Leeds, also in the midfield. And then our front three is Werner, Calvert-Lewin, and Patrick Bamford. Jake, I feel good. about. I feel like we'll get more than 29 points this I week. I think we're going to be above the average this week. I hope so. Because Which, this, was, this past week was our first time not Yeah, and our goal long. every week is to be above average. Um just in life in, in general. Life. Yeah, but then specifically in fantasy, we want to be Because we fall short in other aspects. Oh my gosh, yes. so many. <laughs> um, so just in this capacity, we'd love to be above average. Right. But yeah, no, I like those changes. Um, well, again, you were a part of them. I know. It's and so exciting. I'm so glad that you included me, finally. Yeah. yeah, welcome. It's like you don't respect my decision-making because I made Bruno <laughs> triple captain and he got two points. It did leave a rough note to start on, for sure. But Jake, what I am excited yep. about, I want to hear the Jake's bets Ooh. of the match week. I need them. I don't bet on them myself, but boy, do I want to hear them. <laughs> so I did something a little different. Okay. So it's a three-game parlay, which is... I feel like you've done that before. No, which is the same as our last Jake's bets, but this time it's all over-unders. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Fun, right? An element of surprise comes yeah. into the podcast. So, wow. it's nice betting over-under because you don't have to worry about who scores these goals in the game. So, it's not like we're picking one team to win and one team to lose. Sure. Anyone can score. You can be surprised by what team's winning. Whatever. I'm surprised right now. Just hearing about it. First game. Over two and a half goals. Arsenal, Man City. That's fair. That seems fair. So, it could be a surprise. Man City... Blows out Manchester... Or sorry. I'm sorry, what? Arsenal blows out Manchester City. Go. Sorry. Yeah. I'm glad that you finally had a yes. slip-up, because yeah, I've had okay, a few slip-ups okay. tonight. All right. So that kind of evens the scale a little bit. And then my second game, I also have the over two and a half. Everton-Liverpool. Oh. Uh, both with great attacks, and not completely stable defenses. <laughs> That's fair. Um, likely to give up... Three goals combined. Um, and I think that's that's a pretty sure thing. That seems like opinion. a sure yeah, thing. Yeah. Sure thing. Two and a half seems low. Yeah. You know, I could... Yeah. Let's just change to four and a half. No, no, no. That seems silly. That seems, silly. That seems rash. But two, what's your last one of the parlay? So we're sticking with two and a half, by the yeah. way. For those keeping track at home. Last one, Sheffield Fulham under two and a half. Okay. So you parlay those together. It's not the best odds in the world. Wait, it's, wait. Just give me a quick recap. What is it? It's for all three? Yeah. Over two and a half, Arsenal versus Man City. Okay. Over two and a half, Everton, Liverpool. Okay. Under two and a half, Sheffield, Fulham. All right. Combine those in a parlay, you get plus 255 odds. That's not bad. Yeah. So, that's what I'll be doing this week. If you want to follow suit, you are more than happy to. And if the bet doesn't go well, you have my permission to steal $5 from J.K. Stings to recover your losses. You're just going to give them permission to rob Well, I'm not going to give them the exact details of how to do it. Huh. You know, it's just more like you have my permission. So my address is... nine one one. That's a good one. Thanks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so that is Jake's bets of the week. We'll uh, come back next week, see how those did. Like every time, it's a sure thing. Whether yeah. or not it actually happens is up to fate. But well, it's, it's up sure to thing. the sure thing. Yeah, sure thing. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> So my record so far has been eh, average, but it's been yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 it's been yeah. yeah. Hey, we've all been yeah once in a while. I get it. I've no, I've never been. 
Really? Yeah, just, you, my, just my bets. Just your bets. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's fair. But Jake, is that it? I think that's oh the wrap goodness. up of the podcast. It's a. Uh, it's eight oh three p.m. Oh my goodness! Here it's ten ten oh three Eastern time for those who are in the trap. Um, well, this ha- has been a happy blast. hump day, everyone. Oh, it's Wednesday. Yeah, for us. it is, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Man. My Not week plus. is off. Yeah. We're recording on a Wednesday night. That is wild. But make sure that you lock in Jake's bed. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you tweet us next week when we tweet out a question of At the week. PLNPJs. Make sure you check out Smile Mask USA and their brilliant products. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's at the it. end of the day, that's have all a have. smile. Have yeah. a smile, you know? Hey, a smile a day keeps uh, the doctor away. Is that what they say? Yeah. Do you remember when I ordered a smile from Sonic that one time <laughs> and you were really embarrassed? Because I do. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing, but I also couldn't look at the drive-thru attendant when we pulled up. Yeah. Oh, my god. I'll have a smile. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, she wasn't smiling when she came up. <laughs> Brent, the only thing that matters is that you found that funny. And... Well, and, and our other friend, Graham, oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> we had a real case of the giggles. It was just you who felt uncomfortable, but... Hey, and uh, every time we get into our recording session, we're guaranteed a few giggles. I'm happy we've had a quiet I've day. had a few. Yeah. I've had a few myself. Well, uh, the whiskey's gone, the topics are up, and... Uh, it's I bedtime. It, it, it is bedtime. <laughs> We're already in our jammies, so... Oh, I'm ready to curl up with a nice book right now as we speak. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't know you could read. Most people don't. I surprise you every day. Well, this has been Jake and Brent from uh, your favorite Premier League podcast, and now that I think about it, the only one with a dress code. It's jammies. It's jammies. <laughs> it is. Love, love, love.